What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Politics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the conservatee, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute servatives, let the games begin. Don't even get me started on the word restaurant. My phone doesn't even autocorrect it for me anymore because I butcher it so badly. PSA, I am wearing shorts, woo! Yes, of course we're talking about the Christian Walker-Kaylani confrontation and drama, the 10-year-old crossing state lines to get an abortion being a true story and how to talk about it from a pro-life perspective, my reaction to Khloe Kardashian having another baby with Tristan Thompson, and Elizabeth Warren is the freak of the week for saying that pro-life centers prey on pregnant women. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. Holy crap, the Christian Walker Kaylani stuff is insane. Before I break it down and tell you what I think, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you that ironically, my guest on the spillover this week is Christian Walker. We talk about his childhood trauma, why he doesn't consider himself to be gay, why he thinks gay surrogacy is demonic, and how other celebrities, clearly not Kaylani, DM him their support and invite him over to hang out. It's a hilarious, honest episode, and it just happens to be out now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe to the spillover. Thank you. On Wednesday, Christian Walker was doing his thing, filming in the Starbucks drive-thru and going off as per usual. Except this time there was someone famous in front of him, singer Kaylani. She decided that she needed to warn the baristas that that conservative a-hole Christian Walker was about to come through the line because she was worried for their safety. I'm like, watch out because he's coming up here with his, his, his phone ready to record. They're like, yeah, I know that kid. I'm like, yeah, like he's a fool. Like, cause I've just watched him be an asshole for the last 10 minutes, right? I don't know how Christian knew it was her or that she said that, but he decided to confront her about it in this now viral video. Ma'am, ma'am, you don't need to tell baristas that I'm an asshole for because I have an opinion. Get your drink and go and go away. I I can have an opinion like everybody else. Why are you entitled to an opinion and not me? Christian posted his perspective on everything that went down after the fact. We were getting a coffee in the drive-thru and you were so triggered by my presence that you had to tattle on me to the barista. Notice, I don't know if you heard her, she said, I was just making them aware of you. I wanted them to be safe. Babe, I'm a conservative. They're safe around someone with a different viewpoint. You need to get yourself together and you clearly aren't filling your time with enough or you wouldn't have time to be worried about who's behind you in the drive-thru. Mama girl, you make excellent music. I called you mediocre on Twitter. Think you're a good singer? Get out of this lazy leftist mindset and come over to being a victor. You'd, you'd look much better on the victor side than the leftist side. My initial reaction to this was, if she's familiar with Christian's videos, which she clearly is because she recognized him, why is she warning these baristas like they need to be scared for their lives? Christian's thing is to go off on a video while he's in the drive-thru, order politely, and then go get his coffee and leave. And if the tables were turned and Christian Walker said to a barista, watch out, I think the person behind me might be trans, how would that be taken? 
Not great, I think we all know. So why is Kehlani getting celebrated for warning these workers that a conservative was behind her in line? All I'm gonna say is I hope you blue-haired liberals are happy. There has been a huge plot twist in that viral story where an abortionist went very quickly to the media to report that she performed an abortion on a 10-year-old girl who traveled across state lines from Ohio to Indiana. There were limited details beyond this doctor's testimony, so while the left spread the story like wildfire, no questions asked, people on the right were skeptical. They rightfully wanted to know why no reports had been filed, why tests hadn't been done, why Ohio's laws that would have actually allowed this young girl to have an abortion were being ignored, and also, where was the manhunt for the monster? I grow tired of asking this, so it'll be the last time. Then on Wednesday, the story seemed to be proven true when 27-year-old Gershon Fuentes was arrested on charges of rape after he confessed. Based on reports, the little girl identified him as the father of the aborted child and the deceased baby's DNA is being tested to confirm that. It's okay to want to know how this could have happened, where the parents were, and why it took so long for details to come out. I wanna know why a doctor went straight to MSNBC before any other details were corroborated for this story. It's just a very weird story. And to be honest, it all feels too convenient that when everyone started asking questions, someone finally fessed up to committing the crime. There's something going on around here that just don't add up. This situation is heinous and completely devastating. And I would love for the death penalty to be on the table for people who sexually abuse innocent children. That word is key. Innocent. That 10-year-old is innocent. And so is her baby. But an abortion does not in any way alleviate the crime and consequences of rape. We still care for that mother. You can be pro-life and recognize that a mother's life, or in this case, a 10-year-old mother's life, has been endangered and that a baby's life does not deserve to end. In this type of situation, the pro-life response would be to try your best to help both the 10-year-old girl and the baby. The sad reality is that there is a strong chance that baby may not even make it to term anyways. The 10-year-old needs high-risk OB care, which she's not going to get, by the way, at an abortion clinic, because she's probably going to need a C-section if she does carry that baby to term. And of course, lots of counseling and support for the trauma of her rape. I also have to wonder if the reason the media was holding back so many details of this case is because the rapist is an illegal alien. While that doesn't change the outcome of this particular story, it is important to point out that our job is to protect our children and borders so that no one will ever have a life-threatening abortion procedure like this again because of someone who shouldn't have even been here. Okay. Let's talk yeah, about something good. else. All of America was collectively shocked when Khloe Kardashian announced that she is having another baby with Tristan Thompson via surrogate. In fact, the baby is, at this point, probably already born. According to TMZ, the timeline of the surrogate's pregnancy seemingly indicates Khloe and Tristan made the decision to have their baby before their most recent split. Of course, Tristan Thompson cheated on Khloe multiple times, and one of those times, he got another woman pregnant. are defending Chloe by saying, well, you know, she probably chose to go through with this surrogate pregnancy at a time that she thought they were going to work things out. But that's the thing. How many chances does a man get to cheat on you? She didn't decide to have the second baby after he cheated once and has since been devoted to her and gaining forgiveness ever since. He's been playing games with her since day one. She's stupid. Looks like you're never leaving. More like you're never leaving me. 
Oh, okay. Chloe has let men treat her like garbage her entire life. I have never seen anyone make more excuses for deadbeat losers than her. She is setting an absolutely despicable example for her daughter on what she should tolerate from a man one day. And it doesn't matter how rich or how famous Chloe gets, her self-esteem and self-worth is in the toilet, obviously. And when Tristan showed her who he truly was, she chose to look the other way. But I cannot see I'm legally blind. That's my story I'm sticking to. Girl, our expectations were already low for you, but somehow you took that as a challenge. I'm very disappointed in you. I know. Where are her sisters in this, by the way? Why is no one having a come to Jesus conversation with her about her behavior? I'm exhausted by this girl. I mean, are you really that mad? Hope your pipes are warmed up, Benjamita. It is time. I said certified free. Senator Elizabeth Warren gets the honor of Freak of the Week for saying pro-life pregnancy centers prey on women and should all be shut down. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. Pro-life pregnancy centers have provided up to $266 million in free medical services and resources to communities all over the United States. Many of them have fully licensed OBGYN care. Elizabeth Warren should go to these pregnancy centers and check their back rooms and compare them to the back rooms of Planned Parenthoods. In one, you'll find clothes, diapers, furniture, nursery supplies, maternity clothes, and more. In another, you will find forceps, pieces of body parts in trays, brain matter, and spine snipping scissors. Which one of those places sounds like they do torturing? Yeah, that sounds bad. I bet Elizabeth also doesn't know that many of the women volunteering and working at pro-life pregnancy centers have had abortions themselves and wish with everything they have that they would have known places like that existed to help them when they were in their own crisis pregnancies. Isn't it ironic that on one hand, pro-abortion activists say that we as pro-lifers only care about the baby in the womb, right, and not after they're born, but then say all of our pro-life centers who do exactly that should be shut down? This is a nightmare. The truth is, it's the pro-abortion people who only care about the baby before they're born. They only care that the baby dies. They don't contribute to pro-life centers and they want them destroyed so they can't help mothers in need. There is too much money to be made for them from abortion. You're saying it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Okay, wow, heavy topics today, but don't forget you can lighten things up with my brand new episode of The Spillover with Christian Walker. It is going to be your new favorite episode. It is hysterical and five orange juicy. Christian talks a lot about things he's never discussed before. Subscribe to The Spillover on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and make sure you please leave a five-star review. Heart this episode, thumbs it up. Let me know what you thought of that Christian and Kehlani confrontation. All my hot takes today, there was a lot. Chloe's surrogacy, Elizabeth Warren's comments. Woo! Please post this episode to your Instagram story. Tell everyone they have got to see the freak of the week. We're back Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, and that will be our only episode out next week because of SAS, our conference in Tampa. Hopefully, I'm going to be seeing you there. If you still need tickets last minute, go to tpusa.com SAS and use code Alex. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. Get him up!
Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics, where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too, at Real Alex Clark. Love you, mean it. Bye.